The classic domestic abuse scenario is a husband beating his wife. I think almost all of society understands that behavior to be unacceptable. Then you have husbands that are not violent, but are emotionally and psychologically abusive. People are still struggling to acknowledge this as a form of domestic violence, but more and more are understanding it is a devastating problem for a wife. But today we are going to cover the least well-known and least understood situation, the abuse of wife. As it turns out, abusive women are capable of the same mindset and actions that abusive men are capable of. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a surprising episode for you this week. This is episode number 221, and today we're going to be talking about the abuse of wife domestic violence and or emotional abuse from the wife towards the husband. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed generosity and how that can transform your marriage. It's worth going back and checking that one out. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Okay, Caleb? Yes, ma'am. Let's get into the topic of abuse of wives. Yes. So one of the, you might wonder how common this issue mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that's a hard question to answer because it's underreported and underbelieved. Okay. And yes, I just did invent a new word there. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is when a man reports abuse, he's not as likely to be believed as a woman reporting the exact same behaviors. Right. Okay. And actually, sadly enough, in many situations, women have a hard enough time being believed too, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it just kind of gets worse here. What do we know about the stats? Well, Barber, uh, one study by Barber in 2008 found that 19% of reported domestic violence cases involved a male victim. Okay. So it's like a fifth. A fifth, yep. Uh, Schuler, another study in 2010 found that for every 1,000 people in the American population, 3.8 women and 1.3 men will be victims of partner abuse each year. Hmm making female victims of abuse roughly three times more common than male. But the question is still there, are these stats accurate? And the the suggestion is they don't give the whole story because Western society is still fairly patriarchal in the sense that men are assumed to be in a position of power over women in most contexts, including marriage. Okay. And that means that abuse is normally thought of as an abuse of that power. It's something that's therefore inflicted by men upon women. Okay. And often it is, right? The idea that a woman could physically or emotionally abuse a man doesn't fit with that worldview. It just doesn't seem likely or possible. Okay. So that means that men will very rarely admit to being victims of abuse because they're afraid of being humiliated or being labeled as cowardly and weak or not being taken seriously when they do report when, it. When they do, okay. Yeah, and that kind of creates a little bit of a, a cascading problem because since very few men admit to being abuse victims, then much of society thinks it doesn't happen, oh. which makes it harder for those male victims to be uh-huh. taken seriously. Uh-huh. Whereas if it was a more common and a better known problem, it would be more Believable. received and believed and more likely to report. Okay. And on top of this, you have another layer, and that is that a lot of reactions to men reporting being abused, those reactions are unhelpful. So what usually happens then when a husband, you know, attempts to acknowledge the abuse and ask for help? Well, often 
their family and friends may not believe the abuse is really happening, or they might downplay how serious it is, too. And that can also happen when men take their allegations to social services or to the police. And this, when I said this would be a surprising episode, this one surprised me. A couple of researchers in 2004, they found that 35% of abused men were ignored by the police mm-hmm. and 21% were arrested themselves because the wow. police assumed the wife, the wife must have been attacked herself and she acted in self-defense. Huh. So with the issue then of underreporting and the disbelief that happens, another study more recently, 2014 by Velgardson, reviewed over 200 other studies and they concluded that abusive wives may be, in fact, just as common as abusive husbands. Really? Yes. So I guess all that to say we don't have a super clear picture of how frequent it is. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's a real thing. Yeah. So what does it look like? Like, does it look like the same as a man? A man's abuse? Okay. It can take... So abuse directed at men, it can take many forms, just like abuse directed at women can take many forms. Yeah. And in most ways, it's pretty similar to the abuse that men direct at women. So a couple of researchers interviewed 100 abused husbands, and they found that all those different types of abuse were present. So there was physical abuse. Men reported being kicked, threatened with weapons, burned or scalded, stabbed, and other forms of violence. What? Like, okay, most men I know are stronger than women. So why don't they stop it? Like, if I tried burning you or stabbing you, like, I can't imagine you just, you know, lying there and taking it. I know. But if I was sitting up on the couch and you snuck up on me, like there is the surprise scenario for that kind of thing. Okay. But the other thing too, is that a lot of, uh, like the man might still have the ethic that he's not going to be abusive husband. Right. Right, Which is a good thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, you know, he comes off as cowardly or weak for not defending himself when he's actually, he's kind of holding on to a core sense of dignity by not responding physically to Mm, her. Okay. And so that's, that's how this stuff happens. Okay. There's also emotional and psychological, like there's verbal abuse, belittling, threats, aggression. Mm -hmm. There's uh, social abuse that happens from uh, female to male. Controlling where the husband goes, not letting him see other people, not letting him interact with the children. And there can be economic as well, like denying access to food or money and that kind of thing. Okay, this is a surprising episode. Yeah. So since abuse is, um, but that's the thing is you, like that response. Like mind-blowing. Yes. So if, if a guy were to tell you this, you'd be like, no. Huh. Right? Right. It would be a lot harder to believe him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the challenge for men in this situation. And then, I mean, I don't even know what you've written in the rest of the thing. So if I'm getting ahead, you can tell I'll me. Just but go for a bit. Like, are the women the same? Like, often in an abusive relationship, the man is like the smooth talking, suave, yeah, convincing, whatever. So if the woman's that way too, it's not like an abusive wife is going to be this crazy woman, you know, with wild hair and knives stuck in her belt or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it would be even harder to believe. Yeah. So that, or I'm, I guess I'm asking, is that true? That the wife is going to be well, just some, as... Some wives will come off... Some abusive wives will come off that way. Just like sure. some abusive husbands. Just like some abusive okay. husbands. Uh, but they, you know, everybody is, is different. But yeah, you will have um, the... I don't know. I was going to say the slick wife, but do you know what I mean? Like The smooth talking... Yeah, where she really paints him together. as the problem. Yeah. Okay. So since abuse is largely the same regardless of gender, all the mind games and the manipulation and the control issues that apply to abusive husbands also apply to abusive wives. And the psychological impact on abused men is also similar to the same effect on women when they're the recipients of that. Mm -hmm. But there's this added component of shame at being the victim of something that is normally thought of as only happening to women. Mm -hmm. And then the added isolation of it being much harder to get help as as tied to that as well. So... 
or the shame of like you're letting someone weaker than you dominate or yeah yeah okay yeah, for sure so this all like it's all that it, it's tough right and we're going to see that after the break here that one of the first things that comes up is dealing with the denial around this kind of situation is so mm -hmm. because of all the stuff on there like you don't even want to believe it yourself when you're in this situation yeah. right yeah okay but one of the first steps for a person who thinks that they may be experiencing abuse is to educate themselves like learn about abuse and what it looks like and what's going on just get that okay. third party perspective and our complimentary bonus guide this week is a collection of resources to help with just that. Understanding what's really going on, how to navigate your way out of it, how to find the right kinds of support. And you can get this for free on our Patreon page, uh, normally reserved for patrons of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People, but it is complimentary with this episode. And we'll take a 60 second break here to tell you more about our patron program. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day -day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible, and to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we're talking about what the abuse looks like and why it's hard to report and, and even kind of get your head around sometimes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, Verlinda, what uh, several things that men in abusive marriages can do. Okay. What can men in abusive marriages do? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> so as I just mentioned before the break, deal with denial. That's the first thing. And the first barrier that abused men have to face usually is their own refusal to accept the situation due to the shame of being labeled as an abused man. Hmm. And men may also find it harder to view their own experience as abuse, like to actually take on that label or to acknowledge that, since abuse is mostly talked about in regards to women. It's, yeah. it's, an, it's a wife's problem or a woman's problem, uh, or seen that way, I mean. And so, but educating yourself about the reality of abuse, coming to terms with the reality of the situation, that is a very important first step, is just saying, you know what, this is real and it's weird and I don't like it and it's shameful, but it's happening. Okay. Yeah. So get past the denial. Just admit it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that can be a little bit of a process if you're helping someone with this. Like it might take them a few weeks even or maybe even longer mm -hmm. to acknowledge that. And the second thing to note, and this is, this is a, a tough one to talk about, but going to the police is actually a risk. So as we noted earlier, police are often predisposed to take a woman's side in cases of abuse, assuming mm -hmm. that violence against husbands on her part must be an act of self-defense. And wow. a researcher in 2016 interviewed abused men about their experiences of the criminal justice system and found that most men felt that there was a guilty until proven innocent mentality in their interactions with police. Huh. Yeah. So, and again, a couple of researchers that we mentioned earlier, they found that police were more likely to take the issue seriously and ar arrest the abusive woman if there was clear evidence of serious physical injury 
mm-hmm. or if the abusive woman became aggressive towards the police so that they could see it. It's both, huh. both the things are visual, right? Yeah. And that's where this is really tough. I mean, imagine if you're in a situation and she's not physically abusive with you, but she's extremely emotionally and psychologically abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you going to get help from? Yeah. Like we don't have who's battered gonna, men's shelters. Who's going to believe you? You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I don't say that to, to make you doubt, but this is hard, right? And so part of the challenge going through this is that, it, yeah, it may be a risk even going to the normal authorities, and that has to be considered. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are doing that and you are in a situation of physical violence, like you want to go when there's like fresh wounds, so to speak, or have some way of recording it if it's safe to do so or something because of that natural predisposition towards assuming that she was just acting in self-defense against your aggression. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be hard. And and for, for people that are in emotionally abusive situations, you know, you know, hopefully you have a couple of good friends. But one of the features of abuse is isolation. Mm-hmm. So it's challenging and mm-hmm. we want to acknowledge that. A third thing is that she needs the right help as well. So abuse perpetrated by women often features the same behaviors as abuse perpetrated by men, as we've noted, and also the same causes and the same risk factors, the same motivations in behind that. So batterer programs... When you're looking at that, they should be equally effective for abusive women as they are for men. But batterer interventions is like specifically designed for abusive women are rare, but they do exist. Okay. They do exist. But you want to make sure that if you guys are getting help, that your help is, is on side with what's really happening here as well. What do you and, mean by that? Well, next phrase. Okay. When abused men go to marriage counseling, only 45% of counselors were willing to accept that the wife instigated abuse was taking place. So even a counselor may not believe So that. half of therapists aren't going to... Oh, see, this is just making me mad at you right here. <laughs> I'm in the good side, I'd like to think, okay? Now, huh. and, and when this... Uh, but when the, when the counselor did recognize what was going on, man reported that marriage counseling could be helpful. Well, so you would normally tell a woman, though, not to go to marriage and a, counseling. And abused... A abused woman experiencing yeah. abuse, not to go to marriage counseling because you make yourself more vulnerable and yeah. explode it. This is a, a situation here where the patriarchy may work a little bit in your favor, that you can be vulnerable but still defend yourself. Okay. okay. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen some of these cases, but not enough of them to really comment on that. Okay. Uh, so just kind of see what you think, whether you feel like you're ready for marriage counseling or if you want to go do some of your own healing and have her d- uh, face the you know the part of her that wants to, to abuse you. That was so psychobabble. Just saying. Did you want me to rephrase it? or? Well... She could face the side of you. The part of herself. The part of herself. <laughs> that wants to abuse you. <laughs> but this is what I'm, this is the thing, Like right? she needs to do her own work and find her own healing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works too. Huh. Much better said than <laughs> Sorry. So why are you apologizing? Because you laughed at me? Well, it just was so simple. And then I made fun of you for your psychobabble. <laughs> so you need to find the right counselor. Yeah. And I know a really good counselor if anybody needs a suggestion. Yeah, do you? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Hmm. I know him very well. Okay. Well, and actually I'll plug our team here. We have four therapists on the team right now uh, as of the time of this recording. And this is an issue that we're familiar with and we can help you guys with whether you're coming alone as a husband or as the wife or as a couple. So definitely reach out to us through for help through our website at onlyyouforever.com. There's also specific resources for male victims. Uh, one of the struggles for men here is when you go to look help from conventional domestic abuse resources, they're very much catered towards women. Yeah. And so it's hard to translate some of that stuff, but there are specific resources for abused men now. There's a couple of good books on Amazon. The bonus guide has a link to those books. 
And these can be very helpful educating, advising, and advocating for abused men. Even consider giving them to people around you in your support network to help them understand and see what you're facing mm-hmm. and going on as well. Mm-hmm. Education mm-hmm. in this whole abuse topic is just such a huge empowerment. So I, I always really highly emphasize, recommend that. Okay. Awareness of abuse against women, of course, has improved a lot over the last 30 years, and we're thankful for that. And rates of domestic violence against women have decreased in that time. Awareness of abuse against men has lagged behind this, but it is slowly growing. A study in 2010 found that in recent years, the rates of women being prosecuted for abuse has doubled. Hmm. And a study in 2008, another one in 2014, found that more helplines and services are being trained in helping abused men as well as women. So while there has been this problem that it was seen as you know something as men do to women, we're glad to report that that's shifting. Mm-hmm. And so don't feel like you're bereft of options. Why can't people just be nice to each other? Well, hurt people hurt people. Right. Hurt people hurt people. So if, if you were raised in an environment where the only way that you could make yourself safe as a woman against the men that should have been caregivers to you or, or good people to you, but were actually really risky or threatening or mm-hmm. uh, abusing you, if the only method that you learned to protect yourself was aggression and control, then that becomes your template for relating to the significant male in your life when you get married. Hmm. So that's okay. that's a broad generalization, but that's how this can happen. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's hard to, to step away from that pattern of behavior. When that's all you know and that's when, what you've survived on. Yes. Yeah. It's, sure. it's formative. Hmm. Developmental input equals biographical output. I'm sorry? That's just more psychobabble. For what did day. you say? I missed it. I said developmental Input yes. equals biographical output. So what happens so, to you when you're developing? As a child. As a child. Becomes the story of your adulthood. Oh, biographical. Okay. Unless you take time to rewrite that. Huh. Yes. Wow. That sounds pretty smart. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I got it from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. I was smart enough to remember it. Yeah. Is that, that worth something? Good. Yeah. Well, right, we... Let's wrap this up. Okay. We want to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. We have Rob and we have Sid and Connie. So thank you so much for your support. And to all our loyal patrons, we just want to say a big thank you. Uh Next week. We're talking about how the loss of a child can impact marriage. Okay. Hopefully that will will affect less of our audience than a lot of these. That's a sad one. Yep. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 221. Find out how you can help. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.